You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Lorraine was asking me the other day, she said, where in the Bible does it say to close your eyes when you pray? Actually, doesn't say that, but it doesn't say you shouldn't. But when we close our eyes, we turn off one of our five primary senses because whether you believe it or not, you are physical, emotional, but you're also spiritual. You have a spirit. So when we close our physical eyes, it becomes easier to see in our spiritual eyes. And the Holy Spirit, he he speaks in pictures in our brain. He pulls things out. And uh, it's why the Bible says to meditate on his word. Because actually when you file words into your brain, you don't see words, you see pictures attached to the words. And so as you digest your Bible, you download files of pictures, of principles, pictures of reality, pictures of the truth that the Holy Spirit has a larger database to begin to pull for you when you need his wisdom, when you need his guidance. And so as we close our eyes again, because I'm talking, I want to pray. Holy Spirit, tonight, it's not easy to get to Wednesday night service always. And I know for a fact that most of you in the room, if you were being honest, it took a little extra effort this Wednesday. I feel like the Holy Spirit told me to tell you that you know, you, you made that extra effort because it wasn't easy to get here. But because you're here, he has something for you tonight. He has something for you tonight. Whenever you feel like don't not going to church is when you should definitely go to church. Because there is a devil. And he doesn't like it that you're getting exposed to reality, his reality. So Holy Spirit, Tonight, we invite you. We step out of the way. And for the next 20 minutes, whatever we would have brought in here right now, we just lay at your feet, Lord. We lay at the foot of the cross and we say, what we want is to hear from you tonight. We didn't come here just for the tacos after. We came here to hear a word from heaven. Because one word from heaven changes everything. One word from heaven can cancel cancer. One word from heaven can bring your teenager back from the life of sin that they're choosing. One word from heaven can restore relationships that you thought were lost. One word from heaven can save a marriage. One word from heaven can open up your finances. One word from heaven can bring a breakthrough in your world that you've been contending for for decades. One word from heaven. So God, you say, if we ask, you answer. If we seek, if we knock, we'll find. So today we're asking. Come on. In your heart right now, ask. God, give me a word from heaven. Give me a word today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that something is starting. Thank you, Lord, that there's tremors. Thank you that the devil is terrified. I want some of you to know God's telling that God's put my heart that if you got back from a merge or you got back from last Sunday and it feels like 
like uh, all of a sudden, like all hell's breaking loose, just know that that's a sign that God is doing something and the devil doesn't like it. And he likes to scream and he likes to shout and he likes to bark, but he ain't got no bite anymore. He doesn't have a bite when the king's in the house. So he can yell the old things he used to yell, but he ain't got no bite. And today, tonight, let's make sure we kick him in the teeth by getting a word from heaven and activating it. So Jesus, we invite you. You are our king. You are our savior. And we ask you now to speak to us. In your name we pray. And God's children said, amen. Come on. All right. Band, you guys are just lovely. Love you guys. Go take a five-minute water break here and get ready. Get ready. Happy Wednesday. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Man. Normally when I say I won't preach long, I have the preacher's gift, and that's not true, but I also really love tacos, so I don't think I'll preach long today. Oh, man. Let me get to my scripture here. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to be in Joshua 5 today. And the title of my message is The Other Side. The Other Side. By a show of hands, how many people were here uh, last Sunday? Good chunk of you. Awesome. Okay. Now, same hands. Was last Sunday a little different than usual? Anybody? Yeah, okay. More hands went up. How's that possible? (laughs) I listened to the podcast. (laughs) Okay. God has took our church on a journey. And if you're new tonight, welcome you can just jump on board. It's like, you know, it's like the organ trail. We're just passing by on the cart. We're like, hop on in. You know, you guys need a ride? Pick them up. All right, so hop on the ride because this train is on the move. And uh, so we had this most epic weekend for our men. I mean, epic weekend. And then we came back and we just, we just, I thought, I literally thought Rich was going to throw a chair. He was so excited. (laughs) So did Rich. So did Rich. Thank you, Ruth, for putting a hand on him and telling him not to do that. But no, the the energy level, the excitement, but uh, that's not the hype. It's because men got free and we tapped into. So there's, let me just put it this way. There is a river flowing right now in the Awakened Church movement. And it it is a river that is revival. And so what, what you feel, this energy, this passion, you know, people start coming in here and, you know, the songs start and no matter what song, like tears. And by the way, if you're on, if at any point in this message, you're on the verge of crying, don't leave because God's probably touching something that he wants to deal with. Okay. We, we have no shame here. If you're a dude, it's just eye sweating. It just means you're super masculine. Okay. But God is doing something in the house. And so he broke us through to a new level as a church. And I was praying, God, what, what, what do we do? And uh, I want to thank uh, Abe. I don't know if he's here, though. I think he... Oh, there he is. Always faithful, Abe. <laughs> Abe gave a little prophetic word in his 3 by 10 and uh, it completely um, confirmed what God has been telling me. But we are about to step into the promises of God, the promised land, if you will. You see, your Old Testament is prophetic shadowing of what God was going to do in the New Testament church. Okay, so now we don't necessarily, like when we're conquering, we're not necessarily going and completely destroying other people, but we're destroying in the spirit, demonic principalities, things that are blocking God having his way. We're advancing his spiritual kingdom. Okay, there's a reason why America has been the most prosperous nation in the world. 
Okay, and it's not resources. It's not the socialist agenda that tries to say that we stole it from other people. It's none of that. What it is, is we put a simple tag on this nation. We said, one nation under God. And that is why we are blessed. That is the only reason we are blessed, is because Christian people tried to found a nation on Christian principles. Jesus came out, said that I came uh, for freedom to set people free. So we said, hey, if Jesus really likes freedom, we should put some freedom up in this country. Okay, so we're activating biblical principles. And if you don't believe that, come talk to me after and let's debate it because I love that topic. All right. Okay, so we're heading into the promised land. There's this little section of scripture in Joshua 5 between Joshua is the guy that God said, you are going to go into the promised land and take all the land for Israel. And they have crossed through the Jordan. And there's this transitional period where they're just about to go into the first battle. And God has a, a thing he wants to do in the people. And I believe this is prophetic for what he's doing in our church right now. So I'm going to give you a heads up. What the topic of today, one of the topics is circumcision. So that's always a fun topic to come to church. You're like, okay. I told, uh, I told Jason Porter I was going to preach on circumcision. He said, do I need to bring my pocket knife? I said, no, it's all right, man, but thank you. He went a little Old Testament on that. Oh, cigar cutter. Oh. <laughs> come back, Holy Spirit. <laughs> come back, Holy Spirit. Uh, that's what I love about you, Jason. You're just an armor bearer, man. You're like, whatever we need to do, I'm then. All right. <laughs> wow, the go-getter. Joshua 5, verse 8 through 12 says this. So they've just crossed the Jordan, and God says, before you do any battle, I want you to do circumcise the dudes. And so that's what they do. It says, so it was when they had finished circumcising all the people, and they stayed in their places in the camp till they were healed. Hit your number and say Healed. Okay. Then the Lord said to Joshua, this day I have rolled away. Hit your neighbor, say rolled away. The reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal, which means rolled away to this day. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho and ate the produce of the land the day after Passover unleavened bread and parched grain and on the very same day. Then the manna ceased on the day. The manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land and the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land. They ate the food of the land in Canaan, which was the promised land that year. <clears throat> so what do we do with this river of revival that's coming in? See, when revival hits, what happens is that things just get fun. They get crazy, okay? People are getting saved left and right. Uh, you know, people are getting healed left and right, and that's all going to happen tonight. We're going to pray for some people, and we're going to see some awesome things. But when it hits, there is, a, there is a, a transitional thing that us as the church, us as his ecclesia, the called out ones, have to do in preparation for a new season. So what's happening in our church is we're heading into a new season, okay? And... It's very symbolic of what Israel went through. See, the old season that and I truly believe, this is a word for, God said, who comes today, this is a word for them. This is a word for you. The season you were in before was a season of provision. See, Israel would walk in the desert for 40 years, and every morning there would be 
manna on the ground for them. Fresh manna would be on the ground. It was food. Now God said, you can have that food, eat as much as you need for the day. Don't store it. If they tried to store it, it would turn moldy and disgusting. So every day God provided just enough to get them through that day. All right, and some of us have been living in that season of life where, you know, I got saved and, 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 and I'm making it, I'm making it. I'm surviving, I'm still battling with some of the same sin stuff, but you know, I'm making it and I know God's forgiven me and I know I'm loved and I know I go, I'm going to heaven. We have, we have just enough right now, but God is moving us into a season where we're going to move into the promises. The promises. See, in the promised land, the whole thing about not getting to store up food, God's like, blow that out of the water. Build some barns, baby. Let's go. Stock up. Get some seed. Grow bigger orchards. Expand your territory. When you're in the promise, you're in territory taking time, not just sitting there surviving time. And that is what is happening in our church. And if you're in this church and you're like, wait a minute, I never... I've been going to a lot of churches and I don't remember them really talking about taking territory and all that. I'm telling you that a church alive, this is the truth. This is what Jesus said. I, I, I'm giving you the power to create disciples, go into Judea, Samaria, and all the earth. See, our job as Christians is not just to get a holy huddle, get saved, hide from the devil until Jesus comes and picks us up. That's not what it says. The Bible says it's coming back for a victorious church, a church that takes ground. So we got to live in the overflow. So we got something to give our city. We got something to give our people. We got something to give our workplace. We're living in the overflow. We're living in the promise. So how do you live in the promise? First thing, I said first thing. They said they stayed there till they healed. How do you know if you're healed? You know, the Hebrew word for heal, healed, is also the same word for dreaming. And I'll tell you, when I know somebody's healthy in Christ, they're dreaming again. They're dreaming again. They're not just waking up and saying, okay, just got to make it till bedtime. And I got two little kids. I know that feeling, okay? <laughs> At night, we used to say, love you, sweet dreams. Now we say, good luck, okay? <laughs> but we're meant to be, when we're healed, God can dream in us again. We've got a hope. We wake up with a hope. We wake up ready for the day. And so healing and dreaming are side by side. So if you're dreaming big, that tells me that you've gotten some healing, and if it's scary for you to dream big or you don't want to dream big or you've got some stuff that's stopping you from dreaming. Oh man, I dreamed big once and that relationship failed. I don't ever see myself being married again. Oh man, I, I dreamed big once and I, my business went BK. Oh man, I dreamed big once and I didn't get accepted into that, that school. Oh man, I dreamed big. We need to heal that voice that reminds you of the past. We need to heal that voice that's holding you down. Listen what, listen what God did. He, he healed them. How did he heal them? He said, today I have rolled back the reproach of Egypt. Now, if you understand your history uh, of, the, of the Israelite people, one generation before this, this generation was ready for battle, but one generation before this grew up in slavery. They grew up in slavery. And God couldn't give them the promise because they had the language of a victim. The language of a victim and the promises of God cannot coexist. It is the number one blocker. The number one blocker from you stepping into what God has for you is the devil will get you in a rut and believe you're a victim. Believe that that mistake you made two years ago, you will never be able to outlive that. You will never be, he'll get your identity attached to the past. 
And Jesus wants to shatter that in this house. Your identity is not in your past because Jesus said that he came to set us free from that. In fact, that's good, I know. That's real good news. In fact, and I'll get the keys up because we're gonna get to it. I'm going, I'm going fast because we're gonna pray for people. Jesus said that as far as the east is from the west, he remembers your sin no more. So when we speak the language of victim, the Holy Spirit's like, I'm sorry, I can't compute to God. Because if, if you're a believer, God looks down and says, I see Jesus. I don't see, what are we talking about here? Does that mean we don't have confession when we mess up? Of course, we come and we say, Jesus, forgive me, boom. We step into that forgiveness. But as far as the past is concerned, when we've asked Jesus to forgive our past, we've asked Jesus into our heart, it's, it's erased. It's erased. It's like the devil's up in a courtroom. He's like, I'd like to pre present exhibit B, exhibit B. This is from their senior year of high school. Let me show you this one. Some of you are like laughing. Others, you're like, ooh, is that prophetic? <laughs> and he pulls out and the, the bag's empty. The evidence bag's empty. And he, Jesus, darn you. See, Jesus has forgiven the past, but we have got to roll away our stinking thinking. If you're walking around thinking Jesus is mad at you, if you're walking around thinking that he, does, he can't love you, that he can't forgive you, or you're walking around thinking, you know, you're disqualified from all the stuff the Bible says, what Lorraine read today, that those uh, who meditate on his word day and night and are obedient to him will flourish and everything they touch will prosper. If when I say that to you, you immediately go, disqualify yourself, then it's time for some healing and a roll away stinking thinking because you're the ecclesia, the bride of Christ. Look, I, I want my bride looking fine, man. Like I'm good with it. If she wants to get those new shoes and that nice purse, like I want that for her. She's my bride. She does look good. She does look good. Identity, identity. Tonight, we're gonna open up the altar and I, I don't wanna do like just another, like I'll come here if you feel kind of guilty. I want to murder and obliterate and destroy that victim mindset that is telling you you're disqualified from the love and blessing of God. And I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. Jesus forgives murderers. He forgives cussers. I don't care what it is. Whatever's disqualifying you, we're gonna roll that away. And finally, we're gonna begin to feed on the promises of God. Guys, I can't, I can't speak this enough that when we, when we feed on our word, when we feed on our word, and we're not, as Paul said in the, in the, to the, one of the churches, and uh, I believe it's in Hebrews, he said, I wish I could feed you whole food, but you're still on milk. If your Christian walk is just in this cycle of go to church once everything gets screwed up for a few weeks and then take a break off and then I kind of crash my life and then I come back to church and ask forgiveness. If you're in that cycle, I'm not judging you. I've been there. <laughs> God has so much more for you. 
we are out of the season of feeding on manna and just limping by and saying, I, uh, you know, I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, you are a saint that occasionally sins. You are a called out one that God has a plan for. See, when the men tried the fruit, the very first time they tried the fruit from the promised land, it says immediately, immediately after 40 years, the manna stopped because God said, now's the season of breakthrough. Now's the season of, of taking territory. Now's the season of enjoying the overflow. So would you guys all stand to your feet real quick? So I want to do that real quick and then I'm going to open up the altar for some breakthrough. But um, Eric and Adriana, are you guys here? Contreras, you guys here? Eric. Can you run up here real quick? Is your beautiful bride with you? I want you to come up here. Also, also Rich and Ruth Bogle, I'd like you guys to come to the front. My man, Spencer. I got a word for you. Come up here. Okay. Contreras, just come right here. God's been rattling me with this word for you guys. And in Emerge, I was 100% sure of it. You're heading into a new season, you too. You've had success with, for your family and raised some great sons that won't have to fight the same enemies you two had to fight to get here. They will never have to fight the enemies you fought. And that was your goal. That was your goal. And God said, well done. But you are heading in a season where you are graduating from that, that task. Your boys are getting older. They've got wisdom. You've imparted them. I'm not saying you abandon them or anything. I'm just saying <laughs> you're transitioning to a new season and God's been gestating you. In fact, there's been a lot of pain this last year because what he's doing is he's getting ready to give a new wine and he's, sh he's shifting the wine skin. So you felt uncomfortable this year because he's changing the wine skin because new wine can't go in old wine skin. But here's why, and he showed me. Your new season will be one of amazing wealth creation because God is going to call you to be a deliverer for the vulnerable and afflicted ones. Your uncomfortableness this last year was because he was making new wineskin for new wine. I see in the last season, you know how to generate seven figures, but in this next season, you will get downloads how to create eight and nine figures to fund the kingdom and punish the thief, to rescue the widows and the orphans. Eric, what you went through and the price you had to pay to carve a new path for your family legacy, God is going to give you an anointing to generate wealth, generate wealth to fund thousands thousands of people to be rescued from what you what you had to crawl your way out of so God right now in the name of Jesus I anoint these two for the new season I declare fresh wineskin fresh wineskin Lord anointing God anointing now anointing for wealth creation to fund the kingdom orphanages are going to be open and paid for with your checkbook with your checkbook in Jesus name beautiful young girls will be rescued 
because of the generosity of you two. Thank you, Lord. Breakthrough anointing, Lord. In heaven, you will see thousands of young people, thousands of spiritual children that through the anointing God put on you, he's going to unleash. So God, we we anoint them now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right, Bogles, Bogles. God's created you two for revival. That's why you've been drawn to revival movements. Ruth, you have a prophetic gift that God is going to increase and you are going to get insanely accurate words of knowledge for people. Like you will be able to just be like, you, you're thinking about divorcing your husband tomorrow. I want you not to do it and come to church with me and they'll just melt in the grocery store. He's gonna get you, he's been growing your faith in that area, but you have a prophetic gift, a prophetic gift that will equal prophetic evangelism and he's gonna use it in a mighty way in this house. And then Rich, I told you this when we were in San Marcos, but when I looked over you, I could tell that the, the melody of your heart was being strummed this weekend. And that's why you were coming alive because revival's in you. You've always said to God, I'm all in. Once you got saved, you just wanted more of the truth. And because of that fire for the truth, you guys are gonna step into a new level of ministry and anointing. There's a worship and a preaching gift on your life. It's gonna be a preaching gift on your life too. It'll be a prophetic preach. It's gonna be fun to watch, I can't wait. But you two were actually set apart for this valley. You were set apart for this valley. God brought you here early, did his fine work with you. He's continuing because he set you apart for this valley. So God, right now, I just thank you for the bogles. Thank you that revival's on them, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just pray for more, Lord. More, Lord. Baptize them afresh. Baptize them afresh. Thank you, God. And your guys' daughters are going to be powerhouses. I know we say this casually, but I really feel the Holy Spirit telling you that as far as you go, God will ensure that that is their direct starting point. They won't have to go backwards to go forward. He will literally establish your girls and bring the right husbands that will edify and build up their gifts. So God, right now, I just pray that revival breaks out on these two. I pray that they dream again, dream again, dream again, new dreams, new dreams and old dreams that you thought died. Thank you, Lord, for the bogles. Thank you that for such a time as this, you've called them to the valley. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Spencer, where you at, man? I don't know exactly what this one is, but it says, God has answered your question." felt like you you got home and he kind of on on Sunday or Monday he went there's your answer so now he's inviting you to be a part of the adventure you've always felt a desire to fight for people he drafted you into his army this weekend those who are planted in the Lord in the house of the Lord will prosper and he said get ready because I'm just getting started I'm just getting started I want to honor you as a police officer that protects our city, that stands guard. God loves warriors. God loves warriors. Okay? And I believe he's going to put an anointing on you that the other warriors that are there in the blue are going to see. That guy is a general. 
that guy has something on him and they're going to just beg you. They're going to say, Spencer, where, what are you doing different? And we're going to fill this church with cops and we're going to celebrate them. So God, right now, we thank you. We thank you for Spencer. We thank you that he called out to you in a dark time and you said, here's your answer. And you showed him this weekend that you are not only real, but you are on the move. And God, that he has a place here and he has a call here. So God, I just pray for anointing to fall on him that every single one of his co-workers will begin to see and that this house will be filled with people that will honor the sacrifice they make. And it will be because of him, because you put revival on him. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Okay, we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. Oh my gosh, I'm in so much trouble. We got to get to tacos and all this. But listen, listen. If you know in your heart, what'd that say? Sorry. <laughs> okay. If you know in your heart that you still have a victim, that the devil's been able to get you to believe you're a victim in an area where you felt powerless in an area. Tonight, I'm going to invite uh, my pastors and ministry team up here, and I'm going to come down, and there is going to be an anointing here to break off stinking thinking that you're not worthy or that you that what happened to you disqualified you. There's gonna be anointing on this altar for that exact thing. So I wanna challenge you, do not leave here. Do not leave here if, you're st- if, if that's on you. So let me pray a corporate prayer and then ministry team and pastor, if you guys could come up and face the audience and then we'll get to it. So God, right now, thank you, Lord, that we've crossed through the Jordan and we're about to take the territory. And God, circumcision literally means concentration. It was the way that the men concentrated themselves to you, set themselves apart for you. So God, tonight, we set ourselves apart for you. We set ourselves apart for you again, Holy Spirit. And we just re-enlist. We say, God, we want to be used by you. We're ready to live in the promised land. Stop living on the manna, but start living in the promise. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're about to do. Thank you for today. Thank you for this church. Thank you for your love and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. So pastors uh, and ministry, there we go. All right. So they're all up here, guys. Listen, uh, the keys are going to keep playing. This is a, a holy time here. So if you're totally good, go get your kids, head up to get tacos. We'll meet you up there. But for everyone in the room, that now's the time. This altar is a place, the altar is where things get altered. So I want to encourage you, come up. Let's change our thinking. Let's step into the promised land. Let's step in everything God has in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.